Hey everybody, it's Thursday night, and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing radio show with me, your host, Jick. And uh, I'm also your host, Riff. And I'm just some guy. Uh, I'm hot stuff, though. Hey, so uh, I thought that we weren't going to have anything at all to talk about on this radio show because we hadn't rolled out any content lately, but then I saved the day by introducing six additional shopkeeper graphics. Oh, hey. They're pretty cool. One of them is a kid with a beanie and Mm -hmm. a giant head. Uh, One of them is a kid with a baseball cap. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of them is from Canada. Are you trying to say that you're all about child labor? Is that what this is all about? Uh, Oh, labor. Uh, No. How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's going pretty good. Yeah, challenge path. Yeah. Yay, Riff. Woo! All of the things that people like about this challenge path are because of Riff. And all the <laughs> things that people hate, like Boris not being able to go in the sea anymore, are because of me. <laughs> as a result of this challenge path. Well, I mean, the zombie is just, the zombie, the sea is just full of zombies at this point, right? So. Yeah. Those so of Boris can't do it anymore. Exactly. That's what happens to everybody who drops path. Uh, from zombie, from zombie lord, uh, age of zombie. I thought you were gonna say everyone who drops acid. Yeah, everyone who drops acid puts an additional zombie in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, that's how the real world works, and KOL is just a perfectly accurate simulation of the real world. Uncannily, it's the goal, at least. Um, yeah, so rolled out. Uh, it was only kind of screwed up because we forgot that we forgot that push all core does not push all fight. Mm. Uh, we did mark everything public properly, but uh, why does and then fight not get pushed out with core? Uh, well, fight does, but fight dot skills doesn't, and fight dot over doesn't, and all of the all of the sub things that get included in the fight script don't actually load core because they're contained within fight, which loads core. Weird. So yeah, they have a fake thing. So push all fight will will do it. Um, Is that the only script that's like that? Yes. Maybe new chat messages, but I don't think so. I think new chat messages finally is no longer like that. It used to be that that one did not get built from other scripts, uh, but I think maybe now it does. Uh, Anyway, yeah, Challenge Path. It's pretty good. And it seems to be, the feedback on it seems to be pretty good. Yeah, people seem to like it. I I think I may have forestalled some complaints by announcing in the forum thread that it was deliberately kind of slow mm-hmm. yeah for back to school yeah back to school back to corpse school yeah. there's, there's at least a couple things that we had talked about adding that we might still add right uh, like what a book that you can buy and sell hmm. oh yeah yeah i want to see if that becomes a concern uh we also there was there is a big push among the speed dudes on the dev team to nerf blank out Mm, yeah uh because apparently their worry is that any softcore run longer than two days mostly becomes a softcore run where you pull nothing but bottles of blank out Um, yeah i saw them discussing that and they're trying to figure out a reasonable way to make blank out take two pulls i mean yeah which i don't like narratively i don't like that uh, Idea. Nerf the number number of poles, right? We just give you five, five poles. <laughs> yeah, but I think that would that would probably upset a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, who yes. you know? I, I mean, I think that there there is some sort. Although you know, the the way that Pantsless tells it, it, we would be doing a favor to speed players to nerf blank out. Uh, I don't actually believe that. I think that if we did that, we would get a giant heaping helping of shit soup. And how does it even heap? It's soup. That's how <laughs> thick it is with shit. Well, it's it's, it's like gonna be a, shit soup with a mixed shit bag, right? Burbs. Because there there are people that invested in them because of their power, and those people will be pissed. Uh, people that feel compelled to use them in a way that they don't actually enjoy will be thankful as long as they are not pissed off at, at the sort of depreciation of the value of their investment. Right, so mm-hmm. yeah, because of the because of the um, the the view that it's such a powerful thing that you don't have any reasonable choice other than to pull a bunch of it. Yeah, and that if 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 it was not that good, then you would you would have more decisions about what you would pull instead. That's the argument. I don't know that I actually believe that that's how it would play out. 
Because, I mean, there was a time when you just pull 30 clovers in a three-day run, right? <laughs> uh, but, so, yeah, I don't know. Pantsless' argument is that blank out is worth five pulls and no other, or is worth five turns and no other pull is worth five turns. And a clover is worth, like, two. So, by making blank outs no longer worth pulling. Well, I mean, there are turn, there are pulls it, that are worth more than that, but they're... They are things that you pull once and then you have for the rest of the ascension. They're, they're the only consumable that's yeah. worth that much, I think. I mean, honestly, the suggestion that I like the most is to make it so you can only pull one blank out a day. That changes the the nature of the beast a bit, a little bit, right? So it becomes available as a thing for aftercore and like a, yeah, a which, limited in-run thing. <clears throat> so it's still valuable yeah, as so, a pull, I mean, it's but still, it's not... It's still as powerful, and you have to pull it. I mean, every, you have to pull one a day, I guess. Right, but that's yeah. fine. I would rather you had to pull one a day than you have to pull ten a day. Yeah. Right. right. Which I mean, because I guess just the it, it's it's an example of the kind of tedium that makes softcore oxy an extremely unpopular path. Um, and I man, the fact that like the thing that makes the most sense to do is run away from almost every combat for optimal softcore play is just kind of nuts. Like, you know, we should <laughs> it should never have gotten like this. Yeah. But, I don't know. People figured out clever ways to do things with the tools that we provided that we didn't know what they were going to do with them. And then, so we're like, oh, okay, I guess you want more of this. And then we gave them more of that. And then 10 years later, it's like a giant, weird clusterfuck that nobody understands. Hot Stuff, here's a question for you. Uh, they said, if yeah. we made it so... I don't remember what this was. If we so if we just got rid of blank out, that was that was not a suggestion uh-huh. that anybody really seriously entertained. Uh, I think it might have been it might have been Jarko lives that suggested it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just that what if what if blank out just oh sorry today was the expiration date on all the blank out. Uh, somebody right. said that that would make getting a slimeling impossible, and I don't remember anything about the slime tube to know why that is a thing. I mean. I- I- I don't think that would. I don't People think that got true. them before blankout existed, didn't they? I. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've got yeah. one, and I've never had blankout. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what the fuck they're talking about. Like, I mean, I, I think they're forgetting that there are other sources of runaways. Yeah, but I mean, does does getting so. the slimeling require you to use like hundreds of free runaways? Is that? Did we? Did uh, we actually? Did we actually? Maybe to do it the most optimal design way. it that way because that yeah. doesn't seem. I mean, maybe maybe that's that the seems thing that, that seems weird. No, I mean, we. I expected there to be thousands of runaways used in the course of trying to get mm. things. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. How how is that useful in the slime tube? Uh, well... Because it's about, it is about exactly. fighting a certain amount of monster level worth of slimes, right? And then what the reward that you get is based is on... Is it that it lets you, it lets your clan, it lets you let a bunch of clannies into there and run away until they get to punch the oh, Duanum yeah, or whatever? Yeah, that is probably it. Yeah. That's part of it. And then I think you can, like a lot of the really good effects... Like, well, I mean, at least one really good effect uh, that you get one turn of, um, or you have you get zero turns of it. You have to, like, get the effect in combat and then run away from the Oh, combat. like the, where does um, that happen? Is that in the, in the, the memories? memories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were working on that around the same time. Yeah, so, like, you have to, basically, every turn you have to use one of those. Right, you have to go fight that to, dude get the debuff or get the debuff it's not even a debuff right it's a combat item it's a combat item that gives you one turn of an effect right and so that's why people were like why why is there a combat item that gives you one turn of plus initiative like ha 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 you know because I'm an asshole um yeah okay so I mean yeah so but but the other thing is you could also just have everybody geared up, right? Like if everybody was geared up to be able to do all the to do all the monster level stuff, you wouldn't need nearly as many free runaways no. to do it. It's just because you want to sneak people in and have them only have the effect that you want them to have. Oh. So maybe it's anyway. Yeah. It's it's a lot of we never lot of seriously entertained to get, to the the, the like notion super... of 
actually just destroying blank out. That doesn't make any sense. There was this suggestion floated to make it give you two runaways instead of five or three runaways instead of five or two and a half. They kept saying two and a half runaways instead of five, <laughs> which is, I guess, like a 50% yeah. chance on the third one, which that seems like changing it fundamentally by adding that kind of swing to it seems goofy, but and then just doubling everybody's quantities of them. Hmm. I really don't like yeah. everybody in the people in dev were like, yeah, well, let's just make it so blank out is a recipe that you make by yeah. out of two things and it's a question and that like that was so goofy that I can't believe that anybody was okay with the idea of that plus it's a fucking bottle of whiteout like what two things do you combine to make a bottle of whiteout mm-hmm. a bottle and a brush or a lid with yeah, a brush in it if you've just got the bottle then your whiteout is all dried out so some water also you True. also have to pull okay, some so the- I, I yeah. drops. So, yeah, a bottle, a dry, a dried out bottle of whiteout and some water. Okay, there. And, and the water Drop. you have to farm from the bottom of the ocean because it has to be like <laughs> a- extra water. <laughs> extra. Yep. Dense water. Anyway, I'm curious uh, because every time we talk about anything on this show, somebody starts a forum thread complaining in advance about uh, it being a slap in the face. Uh, so uh, I'm curious how people feel about that. Like. So you want to see? Do speed players I mean, want? I think it's blank becoming to be nerfed because that is the argument that's being made yeah, by speed I think it's people a question in dev. And for zombies, because it's going to be a long, a relatively mm-hmm. long run, especially for the first handful of. Did them, that right? thing like, that we were arguing about all that time get implemented? Which the guy, the dude that shows up sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We think so. Yeah, nobody. I don't think anybody tested it. No one could. Yeah, no the could l- test well, it. last I saw, it hadn't been oh, checked off the list, so oh. I wasn't sure. Well, because it hadn't. There was no way to, oh, to know. It, we'll okay. know in a couple uh, days. Yeah. Riff was angry. Riff was like, "No, I hate the player base." <laughs> no, I think the I think the player base was is extremely smart and did not require this extra help. Mm-hmm. That was my argument. Yeah, and I maintain that people are not going to interpret it as extra help because they're too stupid <laughs> to understand what is going on. Um, yeah, what uh, what else? What else is true about the path? It's got a lot of flavors. Yep. yep. There was not nearly as much art as I thought there was going to be to okay. do, so that's cool. There are people pointing out some places where the curtains don't match the carpet, uh, <laughs> where it'll say somebody's <laughs> gone, but he's standing right there. Mm. I don't know. I did a 25-day hardcore run. <laughs> that was pretty good. <clears throat> How many actual days did it take you to do the 25-day uh, hardcore Three. Run? I did it in three, probably three-hour sessions. I'm guessing. Okay. Maybe they weren't that long. Yeah, I don't really know. I started compiling a list of all the things that you, were, you said fuck about. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Where, you should, where, where is that list? It's like in. Uh, I just posted. I posted like the the most recent four or five of them in last night's dev chat. Okay. I mean the the sorceress yeah. was one. <laughs> okay, so uh, fuck Billy fuck Billy Crystal. <laughs> fuck fucking path dropping man. Fuck tiny skills. Also fuck the sorceress tower already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously, yeah. fuck tiny skills though, man. I know, well, like, what's so bad about it? Because I mean, what is the thing that is the thing that is so bad about it is that why. it ruins the skills. Pay. It makes the skill script make no fucking sense huh. at all. Because the skill script is now a thing that either is the skills page when you go to it, or it's this tiny thing that goes in the top. And because it is a thing that has to load in the top menu pane, it was hard-coded to be immune to you loading it during a choice adventure or during a fight okay right and so it's just like it's just that weird fucking thing where like if you hit the skills icon during a fight it will just take you to the skills page Hmm. right but you can't do anything because you're in a fight and that was what is like i think it's probably still causing that problem where because uh, for whatever reason Okay, so we because people were annoyed with the way that the Greatest American Pants worked, 
we made it so that there is a category of choice adventures that you can just load a script to get out of, that they don't actually lock you into them. Mm -hmm. But that does not trigger if the script that you load first is the skills page, right? If you go anywhere else, it you're fine. But if you go from that choice back to the skills page, which is what I did just all the time, then it will white screen. Yeah. Because that, that for whatever reason, in that circumstance, it decides not to load because you're stuck in a choice. Or, no, it just doesn't mark you. Like, I think every page that checks to see if you're in a choice and redirects you to choice also checks to see if you uh, are in a choice that you can walk away from. And if you are, if you are, then it removes you from that choice adventure. But because skills doesn't do that check, uh, it doesn't mark you as not in the choice anymore. So if you go to skills first and try to use another one of the skills that launches a choice adventure, I and see, like the reason that that shit is choice adventures, the reason that like summoning a minion for adventures or summoning a minion for meat is choice adventures is because the skill script is so fucked up that it is like really difficult to understand what's going on. It's mm. it is it's just really annoying. And I can't because of that tiny skills thing, it's like I can't exactly just burn it and start over and it's like there's all these just weird eons of strange fixes to problems that i don't remember what they are anymore and there's all that shit where like when we moved things to the campground people were like what the fuck like the my experience of playing this game is totally ruined if i can't summon candy hearts from the skills page it's like oh god like, because we took a thing that was a skill and made it not a skill anymore, and then people were like, no, put it back, put it back, put it back, put it back, put it back. Yeah, fine. Mm -hmm. So there's just all this horseshit in there that's like fake skills. All of the flavor of magic stuff is like this janky, hard-coded horseshit with a bunch of fake skills. That's huh. ah, man. It is a mess. It is a mess. And, it, and it's like, it's not... Like, when I redid the mall search, you know, three or four years ago, mm -hmm. that was pretty fun to do. Because it was like, oh, I'll just start from zero and like make a good version of this. This is not going to work like that, right? Because you, because some of you can't tell what you're looking at, so you don't know what needs to be included. Well, yeah, and if I were to just start from the beginning and do make a skills page, it wouldn't do all of the crazy shit that people have insisted that we make the skills page do over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the skills page also has this like other weird interface on using items. Right, because you can get like MP restorers to show up. Yeah, yeah. MP and, restorers, and yeah. just it's it's just so so goofy. All of the stuff that it does, like all of the stuff that we had to code around. So like, uh, you know, in this particular script, your jewel-eyed wizard hat will work even from inventory, and this one needs to make sure and always use the best accordion that you have access to, mm -hmm. no matter which accordion you're holding, and stuff like that. Like stuff that is just like. It doesn't, it's not conceptually a big deal. Like, you think about it, it's like, oh, that's not complicated. Just use whatever the best accordion that you possibly could have is. But because of that, it just is like, and the way that, some of it could probably be cleaned up to make it a thing that would be easier to burn down. <laughs> right? Because you got to figure, like, if you're going to burn down a building that is completely filled with garbage, some of that garbage is probably, like, paper bags filled with fire extinguishers <laughs> and so the fire if you clear out the building the fire will burn it faster than if you lit it and it periodically burned a paper bag that then put out a big section of the fire <laughs> you need to just empty the building and entirely fill it with oxygen okay yeah well wait does is are you saying that if you just put fire extinguishers enough fire extinguishers around in a house that no fire could ever well, only if they were in paper bags. Yeah. And I guess not so much fire extinguishers. If you had pressurized paper bags filled with fire <laughs> retardant foam. <laughs> okay. Okay. So All like right. if you so so let's say let's say that you are the world's dumbest hippie and you're like, "Oh man, I, I got to we got to fill these balloons with nitrous for the big fish party." And you accidentally mistake your fire extinguisher for your nitrous tank and you fill a whole bunch of balloons with fire retardant foam. And then it's like once everybody dies yeah. <laughs> uh, by trying to huff that stuff, then you're, you've also got a big pile of hippie corpses, which are hard to burn. I don't know. Do you think hippie corpses would be harder or easier to burn? Like the oil. Well, the, out, the outside is like 
greasy. Yeah, but right? like, does so would it be easier to set somebody's hair on fire if it was clean or if it was all matted and dreadlocked and oily? Because it's not mm-hmm. like it. I like don't know. if you, I mean, if you use the uh, the uh, ancient uh, Jamaican technique of getting your dreadlocks started uh, by just massaging kerosene into your scalp, <laughs> then I suppose that would be easier to burn. <laughs> sure, that's how that works, right? I think they just get one giant hair plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, skills. Yeah, I was pretty pissed at Billy Crystal too. <laughs> what, did, was, what did he do? Uh, he ruined. He he did not ruin. He Billy Crystal pr- comprised the single blemish on an otherwise perfect movie with his role in The Princess Bride. Okay, like he is the only bad thing about that movie, and he is so bad that it brings that average down to a sort of unacceptable level. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I really don't like him because of that. And you know, I watched City Slickers when I was a kid, and I'm like, yeah, that Billy Crystal, he's quite a guy. Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking he was funny on the old uh, Saturday Night Lives that I caught in reruns. Mm-hmm. Cotton reruns. Cotton reruns. Yeah, if your house is full of cotton reruns, they yeah, will also oh, burn. Yeah, just go straight yeah. up. Yeah. Um. Didn't Didn't Eli Whitney and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Cotton Mather. Yep. Uh, what did, what was that? S- somebody Bittersmith and Burns? Stump Bittersmith yes, Stump, and Bittersmith Burns. Stump Bittersmith and Burns. It was like a, this political poster that was elect Stump Bittersmith and Burns. It was like a great, that's the new level nine quest. First, <laughs> we need you to haul this stump yeah. off. We need you to stump the Bittersmith. And then go see the Bittersmith who's like, fuck these horseshoes. <laughs> Um, and the horse they rode in on. Mm-hmm. That was Zach's joke. That's okay. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> we, we, no, that was not my joke, in fact. <laughs> it was a joke that I made, but it was in the process of us collaborating oh, on okay. our act. That's nice. <laughs> it was a bit. It was a gag. <laughs> uh, speaking of gag, I'm, my stomach is going apeshit. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's gross. Don't hold both your hands up in the air like a boxer. <laughs> yeah. Saw this great animated gif on Reddit of a boxer or somebody like a UFC guy winning a fight and the referee holds one of his arms up and he holds the other arms up, uh, other arm up and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just suddenly, just this huge geyser of vomit comes out of his mouth. It was pretty cool. <laughs> what animated gifs have you seen lately, Hot Stuff? Uh, just that, those collections of the, the Olympic ones. <clears throat> the 10, the 10 worst animated gifts in the history of the universe huh. i don't know about that uh hey let's get to this radio question start about <clears throat> that okay yeah. uh nightball says wait a minute yeah because i didn't see one and i had a question howdy boyos the new challenge path is ace and i could just tell from a single day's worth of turns i confer big ups on the one who came up with it yay riff yay. my question is this why isn't the squamous gibberer usable if it's a mini cthulhu type shouldn't it qualify after all in his house at rela dead cthulhu waits dreaming and that is not dead which can eternal lie and with strange eons even death may die it seems to me that the little guy should either qualify as dead or be so long lived that he outlasts death itself please add <laughs> him to the list of allowed familiars well the qualification is not that they be dead but that they be undead which which i figure as being something that was alive but then died and then was brought back and yeah cthulhu is in some kind of weird quasi-dead space that that i don't think that applies to plus the the gibber isn't isn't directly cthulhu related it's just a mythos creature so it, it doesn't necessarily have any of the same qualities yeah as it is cthulhu a horror itself. i mean the idea is that it is from space right like yeah, that, it, that or so, something yeah yeah it's or something like something similar to space yeah uh, WVO Quine says, one, I see the resting at the campsite cures beaten up. Was this a recent change, a change from long ago that I missed, or is it unique to the new challenge path? It is unique to the new challenge path. Um, although it is certainly a thing that I might... So here's here's why I would not... Here's why I didn't just make it like that for everybody. Um, in, in a way, I think that it is a good idea because it encourages you to not just rest three times in a row because that is a little... That's a little bad, and it also makes it so, like, for for a super new player or somebody just doing a really, a really like, you know, kind of, I hate to even say casual, but somebody just doing a run that they don't really care about that much, 
by the time you rest three times, you pretty much have all of your hit points back, even with the shittiest dwelling, mm -hmm. like without really paying attention to what you have there. And so I think in a way, having rest and cure beaten up would incentivize you to pay a little bit more attention to the dwelling that you had. Um, because if you were spending fewer turns on it, it would be more important to you to get more, more bang for that buck. But the reason that I didn't do it is because I did not want Disco Nap to trivialize the tongue skill that cures beaten up. We all we already kind of have so little penalty for dying. Yeah. But three turns is a pretty rough penalty. Hmm. I mean, especially when you get killed a lot just for, like, wandering into areas that you don't know how hard the monsters yeah. are. Or, like, you get... It's like you either last... You either win the fight because you won initiative or you just get one hit killed because you lost initiative, that kind of thing. I mean, maybe the, maybe the solution is more just to have more things in the world that you can use to cure beaten up. Like, so... Because... I mean, it's not nearly as big a problem once you've gotten to the airship and have echo eye drops. Yeah. So maybe maybe the knob goblins could sell something similar. Hmm. Uh, two, when you select Zombie Slayer from the list of challenge paths, it changes your avatar image, and it clued me into what the path would be like. It would probably be better for the surprise to be revealed in the in-game intro text. Yeah, I thought of that. I thought of that, but then I didn't know what to put there. Hmm. You know? Because, I mean, it needs to change that avatar to sort of give you a more distinct visual clue that you're not a class. You know, you're not yeah. one of the normal classes. Yeah. Um, so leaving it as the normal avatar doesn't really work. You could use one of the zombie hunter avatars. They're all pretty specific looking guys. Yeah, like the space marine. I don't know if anybody's found the space marine yet. I don't know how far I along I think at least are. one person in the forum mentioned that. Yeah, I guess there was somebody at level eight um, when we checked out. I mean, there's the the generic the generic <laughs> guy, right? He has a rifle. He has Which a rifle. Which kind of makes sense, though. right? But that's that's a way of hunting sure. zombies, yeah. right? Uh, three, some people in the challenge path thread are grumbling about the fact that the only fairy is an item of the month and that there aren't any non-expensive volleys. Personally, I don't see a big difference between a hat that gives extra MP and a familiar that gives extra plus items, so I don't think it's that different than anything that's happened in the past. On the other hand, I guess the argument is that there are certain mechanical abilities that, if they are made accessible to anyone, should be made easily accessible. Uh, there are presumably some mechanics that would be dickish to restrict to people with items of the month. For example, it would suck to release a challenge path in which you couldn't use combat items or spleen items, and at the same time release an item of the month to let you use those items in that path. So, why is a familiar that gives plus items more like a hat that gives MP than a familiar that lets you use combat items? When is it fair game to let an item of the month offer exclusive abilities in a challenge path? Well, it doesn't offer exclusive abilities. Yeah, I mean, there are, there's, there are there's plenty of non-familiar... that give you... Plus items. Plus there are items, plenty of yeah. ways to get plus items besides a fairy. Not that I don't understand your point that it is a fundamental mm -hmm. thing. Is the is the thing is the 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 guy? The, just, the, I don't know if it's been the, They know that it exists because of the tiny costume wardrobe. I don't know if anybody knows where it is. They don't know where it is or what it does. Right. Or do they know what it does? I think they know what it does okay. because of the wardrobe. But, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there there is not a fairy equivalent because we specifically decided it's like well you know in in order to do an item of the month that will do the job of an item of the month which is to you know be powerful for people have cool flavor and pay the bills we you know we want to make it optimal for the challenge path because that allows us to do one without just making another crazy powerful thing that you know, yeah. just just adds even more power creep. And I, I feel like people may not be aware of the fact that when Boris when the Boris path was hugely popular, we we took a huge hit in sales because yeah. everybody was doing Boris and the items of the month that came that came out those three months except for the one were not useful for Boris. Yep. And so we kinda and even the one that was useful for Boris yeah, was yeah, gear. It was gear, so that had has its own sales problem. So I mean, it's it yeah. it sucks to have to have those kinds of considerations. But if we want to continue buying food and paying student loans, we kind of have to. Uh, number four, I'm super stoked to see this challenge path through. It is awesome. Uh, cool. RNG he hate me says never mind. Dot 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 dot. 
Uh, Florin says, have you read Breathers, A Zombie's Lament by S.G. Brown? The new challenge path brought it to mind. A guy survives a car crash by reanimating as a zombie and living as a second-class citizen. It's a good read. I have not read that. No, that's, I haven't heard of it. Sounds good. Uh, this is a username. says, Grower Rewards. Can those hats, or at least those nifty fuzzy earmuffs, give some cold resistance on them? Uh, just seems like they'd naturally keep you pretty warm, and it'd be nice to get peak access with one piece of equipment right after clearing the boss out, rather than having to stick with the extreme outfit if you want to fight more yetis. Uh, it's just that cold resist equipment seems pretty rare to the game overall, due to the way the level 8 quest was forever, but having a grower hat allowing peak access just seems to make sense to me. Uh, yeah, you know, and then Davik suggests making it something that you can smith with something else, and I actually like that idea a lot. Yeah. Like, smithing, you know, just like a meat helmet with any of the Gror hats to make a fur-lined meat helmet that does whatever. You smithing know. is fun. <laughs> the, the fur is on the inside. Yeah, yeah it's, like a, it's like basically like an inside-out mole. <laughs> uh, Mr. Cyborg says who wrote the huh. stuff that appears right after reincarnating into the new challenge path it was amazing got me super psyched for the run loving it so far by the way that was all riff that was me thank you yeah I, I pretty much all the new text in the game except for most of the attack text in the uh, off of the hunters which was written by Z- uh, by Scully but everything else was me I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty pretty chuffed that everybody's liking it thanks guys it's good work buddy uh, Top1214 says, So I tend to see the Monday show as the flavor show, and the Thursday show as the numbers show. Does this make me a bad guy? Anyway, numbers. The staff of Holiday Sensations requires six days of garden items plus a semi-rare, yet is almost exactly equal to the soup bone, which I can make in a bad moon run for minimal effort. The opportunity cost does not seem commensurate with the reward to me. How do you attempt to balance what is essentially naturally unbalanced? Chef's Dave's. Well, in this case, I don't know that I did attempt to balance it, right? Like... I think of those as a thing that exists and not a thing that you, like, are supposed to be equally appealing to make in run, right? Like, I think... You made a couple that were feasible and then the rest were, like, just kind of whatever they might yeah. fit. And right? plus, all of, the, all of the people saying, make a peppermint chef staff, make a peppermint chef staff, make a peppermint chef staff, never once said, make a good... Peppermint Chef staff <laughs> that is has a good effort to reward ratio, and so I all I did was what exactly what they said. So maybe you guys should be more careful. Careful what you wish for. You're like one of those That's genies right. that uh, the grants yeah. wishes, but does the I'm like a I'm like a monkey's paw. <laughs> Here we oh. come. Yeah, Look and once my brother has see. kids. Oh, he'll be a monkey's uncle. Oh. Oh. Uh, so I tried to do a bugbear invasion run without spoilers. Uh, then I got to the ship. Wow. You said about mining that spending an adventure without gaining meter stats seems like a break in the promise to players about adventure, uh, adventures being worth something. What were the thoughts behind the special ops room in light of that? Well, well um, yeah, you know, that's a good point. You d- there, there weren't thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, like... I, when it, you know, that thing involved coming up with nine gimmicks that were both a thing that somebody who didn't know the trick could ultimately just power through and somebody who did know the trick could speed up in some way. And I mean, it's sort of like Son of a Beach, which, man, I really did not enjoy uh, Son of a Beach in the, when I when I played through the war. Because, um, I mean, I didn't have any plus combat. I didn't have access to any plus combat right. that I was aware of. Um, so, yeah. There is plus combat, but you have to get a little ways down that tree. I mean, I also never used any VIP room stuff. Um, so, and there was a bunch. Of, you know, I could have... Yeah, you were not playing super... No, I wasn't even playing... I was playing nowhere near Optimum, you know. <laughs> I mean, because I have basically every Mr. Store item, <laughs> right? But I, but I just didn't use them. I got a ton of use out of the camp scout backpack yeah actually camp scout backpack is really nice it is yeah it is and i and i feel like it would not have been so it's not so power creepy for like a serious hardcore player it's just like these things are just nice it is nice to just get like ah you know maybe once a day you just get a full heal right is it the um is the orange lanyard thing a uh, pen pal pen pal yeah yeah that one that was pretty good too yeah The, the pen pal is is yeah i don't know I those quality of life things to me are like 
that that makes me feel pretty good about those items of the month. Yeah. You know? Um anyways, says clearly I expect my video games mans to be as good with consistency as they are with deadlines. PS, I did enjoy <laughs> Bugbear Invasion. Hey, you know, we've never uh, rolled a challenge path out late. Oh, well, that's true. Nor a PvP season. So so far. And I can't believe <laughs> yeah. it is only two weeks until the next PvP season starts. Wow, really? Yeah, that does not oh, yeah, that's so. crazy. Huh. Um somebody somebody was suggesting uh I'm I'm curious how people. I I don't remember if this actually came up in a public conversation, or what. But um, everybody in Dev was pretty pretty on board with the idea of PvP seasons being like six weeks competitive, and then two weeks where you didn't really have to pay any attention oh, and oh. were just you know playing and farming swagger, like a, a, a cooling off period or rest. Yeah, time. you're just getting a break yeah. from from serious PvP play that, that is like long enough idea. that you could go do something else mm. productive if you wanted to. Um, yeah, I don't remember where we were talking about. The- I mean, what if we what if we just broke each season up into two halves and you could only be on a leaderboard once? Mm. In yeah, half. we had actually discussed doing weekly King of the Hill. Uh, Leaving everything else the same, but doing weekly King of the Hill because that because the King of the Hill stuff is the one that requires you to pay the most attention, and doing that for a week is less onerous than doing it for two months. Onerous is a funny word. Yeah. Yeah. Bonerous. What about uxorious? Uxorious. I didn't even know that yeah. was a word. Yeah, it's it's based on the Latin. Uh. Uxor means wife huh. so, in Latin. So consonants is I agreeing a thousand times with both being stoked about the challenge path and being annoyed about the familiar being optimal in it. You know, it's super weird because I feel like we have been totally upfront about our intentions to make at least one item of the month per challenge path season optimal for competitive play in that challenge path. Yeah. And... Given that these challenge paths are totally like optional, fun, extra content, and if you if you feel like we're taking advantage of you by making a thing that helps us, you know, pay the bills and make the game exist at all, uh, make those things uncompetitive for you or whatever, then you just don't play that game, right? Because we're never going to do this to the the main game, right? Like, yeah, and yeah, I mean. Well, you have, what, you know, we do it all the time for the main game is the thing. Like every every well, but, other I mean, item of the month ever is we try to make it optimal for some small thing, optimal. right? I mean, but like, and not, you know, not always. Like we, yeah, we will occasionally true. like, but it's not even like we deliberately give the hardcore people a break by making a piece of gear, right? Because that's that's just shooting ourselves in the foot. So we can't do it. We, we make a piece of gear when we want to do a piece of gear yeah. as, a, as an item of the month. But we got to be careful not to do it too often. Um but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 it is weird. Like you basically, if you are going to be, so maybe 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 the problem is this. It is not that you need the gnome to hit a leaderboard in this challenge path. It is that you need a gnome in order to play the game that you're accustomed to playing, in which you have. 40 different familiars that increase item drops, hmm. right? And so it seems like we have taken away a, f- a fundamental aspect of the way that you play when we think of it as a thing that just provides a competitive advantage, whereas they, the people complaining about it, think of it, think of a fairy as a thing that makes their runs more fun. And I mean, but we, all, we took away all kinds of fairy functionality, not fairy, sorry, familiar functionality by just deciding to thematically only have the undead familiars. Yeah, it really was an accident, too. I mean, like, we... Yeah, I mean, we, it wasn't... We didn't specifically say, hey, let's take away every, yeah, all let's, the fairies. It yeah, just we just like, did all the undead familiars. Oh, yeah, fuck, there's no made, fairy. And yeah. then Hot Stuff was like, we, this item of the month is just an undead fairy. And, like, it can have some yeah. cool flavor, and we can make it without having to worry about, you know, we'll just make it fun and cool and put good writing in it and make it cute. Yeah, if and it hadn't been for the gnome, be, there would have been no fairy at all. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's a question. Like, is that better or worse, right? Like, I think... I think that if you were dedicated enough, you could acquire one without donating right now. And, and I, you know, right. it's going to be, it is going to be within your reach as a meat farmer for the, you know, for a significant portion of the time that this path is the current one, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you didn't know until right now that you wanted one of these for the path, you could probably farm meat for three weeks or a month, even after the thing is out of Mr. Store. It's not going to, there's not, the price isn't going to go up that much, right? And buy one and then continue to do the challenge path. And if you're the, the thing is, if you're the kind of person yeah. that doesn't care about hitting the leaderboards for the challenge path, the challenge path is still going to be there next year, yeah. right? And maybe next, and maybe yep. six months from now, we do put a normal familiar in the game that is an undead fairy. And that thing is, is available in the challenge path, right? Like, and then problem solved. But then maybe that pisses you off because you did donate and, <laughs> and buy this. But I mean, yeah, that's, it's, I don't know, man, it's super weird. Like, I, I feel like I am so gun shy about doing things that are like explicitly geared to earn money. And every once in a while, like, we'll, we will just sort of like accidentally touch a nerve. And it's, and it's very difficult for us to understand. Like, if we were, if we were Zynga and did shit like this all the time, it would be one thing for people to say, like, ah, oh, this is just a cash grab. But, like, as it is, it's like, oh, man, really? That, huh. We never did implement that gash crab familiar. <laughs> well, it turned into the astral badger. <laughs> That's true. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember the, the design decision for that was, what can we give this that everyone wants? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Wind says, can there be a way to see your own hill score, fame taken, etc. if you're not on the boards? It would help folks to know how far they have to go, and even if they should bother trying, I suppose. Also, if hill fatigue comes about, it should be vertigo or high anxiety, as Iluro Dragon called it. <laughs> uh, I don't know how tricky that will be. But, you know, uh, CD Moyer fixed some shit last night uh, mm -hmm. that made it so running random PvP fights no longer chokes the server. So what, what was going on? Okay, so the thing that was going on there was... Uh, so when when I was a wee lad and I first made uh, this video game called Kingdom of Loathing, I there was no flag table, and so I was like, well, I need to store a bunch of different things in the campsite. So how would I do that? Well, I know I will make a twenty character string that is all zeros, mm -hmm. and then the number that goes into a given position in that string is what I index to see what sort of thing that you have in that slot which is why you could have nine fences and because i didn't understand hexadecimal at that point even. um yeah and so basically the query when you're querying the player table to check whether or not somebody's stone is broken what you are checking is the 16th character of their campsite string oh. which you can't put an index on that Right, so that query is never going to use an index properly. So what what Chris did was just made a a, a field on the player table that was is your stone broken or not, okay. and just switched everything over to using that instead of the old thing in the campsite string. And I mean, it wasn't like you know we didn't know at the time like you never really needed to search, but although I guess you did, it's just that PvP wasn't ever really a thing, <laughs> right? That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a bunch of, there is a bunch of just crazy shit that is holdovers from when, I mean, it used to be that all of your quest progress was the same hmm. kind of thing. It was just a string. Well, really, it used to be that quest was an integer, and then, like, that was just, there was just going to be a quest that led mm -hmm. you through the game, and it started with the tutorial. Yeah, oh, and, wow. but then I was like, eh, no, let's, and I remember just, like, talking to the guys at my at my job about doing that, and he was like, you know, just make a table that's, like, the player ID, and then some kind of thing, like a variable, and then a value. And I was like, wouldn't that get huge? And he said, well, it'll be really tall, but it's really thin, so it won't matter. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that that was a thing. Like, you know, as long as it's indexed, it doesn't really matter how big this table gets. Because at that point, I had been running into problems with the and inventory table when every item was its own row in the inventory table, and there was no quantity associated mm. with anything. So I got like, I'm like, oh, fuck, right. giant tables. Those are the things that make my hosting company yell at me and kick me off of, <laughs> kick me off of the thing and make me get dedicated servers. Ah, oh, boy. If I knew then. In, uh, in Word Realms, 
there's a there's I think our main quest flag gets uh, transitioned over into the um, blacksmith's quest. Like if you like the main quest flag is just the blacksmith's quest after you've after it branches. So it, like that becomes what was the only quest flag for a while, yeah. and then we added in the scribe quest flag, and like those are the two flags that we track your progress through the the game yeah i mean i guess that i guess that is that is how you would do it if you if you thought of it as being a linear thing right and Mm -hmm. like we didn't we didn't tell well let's say we did tell the programmer on word realms to do things a certain way but then it just didn't get done that way um but we didn't spell out a lot of the stuff that seems really obvious to us because we've done this and we know what kind of shit we're likely to come up with in the future you know like we know like okay so it is critical that we be able to do like a placeholder animation so that we can just make a new skill and try it out without having to wait a week for an animation to get done and and in place right and so and it was like well it's not built to use placeholder animations for anything and it's like okay well change the way that it's built because this is ab it is absolutely critical to the way that we work for these things to be done in a way that's like flexible and easy to iterate on and you know somebody coming from a, a traditional software development background where you get a spec and then you make the program according to the spec and there's not there's not like a lunatic at the helm changing his mind every two hours about what is going to happen you know whereas but and i think that's one of our biggest strengths is the flexibility that my lunacy forces everybody to have Uh, two questions, says Wade MacBob. One, based on the reuse of the skill tree mechanic from Boris in the New Path, I think it's pretty popular. Have you considered making it a little more complex, like talent trees from WoW, or maybe skill pass from Diablo 2 or Torchlight, where you could assign multiple points to a skill to increase the effectiveness of a skill, as in plus 10, plus 20, plus 30% for one, two, three points assigned to that trait? I think it could be really interesting and allow people to play around with it a lot. Mm. So my plan is to do a dramatically different means of skill acquisition for each of the avatars um so that that Hmm. that this path used the same scheme as boris was not indicative of a trend in that being the only way that we do these things it's just like oh that was that was a thing that worked and it's you know i mean we like doing things in threes and stuff like that but but yeah i have uh I have some pictures in my head for the way Avatar of Jarlsberg is going to work, and I think that it will it'll be pretty cool, and I think it'll be different enough that we'll see if it we'll see if it works. Can you give us a hint? Um. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of like he says, a, or uh, Wade McBob. I don't know what gender Wade McBob is. Uh, of of a of a Diablo two style thing mm. where there are like branching skill trees. Okay. Um and and maybe points associated with individual skills or maybe just skills that are like yeah, you know, bake one cake and then you get another skill that's like bake a cake bakes two cakes. <laughs> yeah, right? I like I like the the <laughs> the two skills in this that upgrade the previous skills that would otherwise be totally deprecated. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was imagining a, a a skill tree situation where um let's say there were 30 skills and each time you leveled you got 5 skill points and you could get 5 new skills each level or you could dump extra points into older skills to level them up and each mm-hmm. one had like 5 tiers of Yeah, of value. I mean that's that's that is like my current thinking on how Jarlsberg will work is is pretty similar to that. Hmm. That sounds cool. Um, and okay. I do I do think that the next time I'm I'm actually really curious as to how this how this will pan out. But if so so I like Boris and I like Zombie Master Zombie Slayer. Uh <laughs> either one. So much of the shit that I typed was Zombie Master and so much of the stuff that CD Moyer typed was Zombie Master. Um so it has that it, it has that thing that people complained about in Boris, which is that in order to start doing the competitive runs, you basically have to do a bunch of runs to start with the re- the requisite number of skill points yeah. to have everything. And I wonder what would a challenge path where you were a class where like maybe you did just get five skill points a level, and that's it, hmm. right? And you don't there is no advantage 
other than experience using the skills and learning which things work and which things don't to playing multiple runs. It would be interesting if if Borles, Jarlsberg, and Sneaky Pete all have very different styles of skill choosing if after all that was done we went back and had and rejiggered all of the basic class skills to be the muscle classes using Boris's scheme and the yeah, except, classes using... It, the, problem, the problem with adapting Boris... Like, doing a Boris-style skill tree for, say, a seal clubber. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that if you... The way that Boris works is that you just have a you get a bonus number of skill points to spend, whereas the way that the game works is that yeah, you perm a specific skill. Skills, yeah. So you go That's into true. your next seal clubber run and you have the eighth skill on the clubbing tree, the clubbing branch yeah. of the tree. To, like, can you get either the first one or the ninth one? Right? Like, and you get into these weird things where, like, with Boris, it having a certain skill relied on not not probably in a super meaningful way but it reserved the right to rely on yeah. you having all of the ones in the tree previous or prior That's to that That's true cuz yeah cuz the zombie one does do that explicitly I I am I am pretty satisfied with what I came up with for a seal clubber skills revamp Yeah that looked good Um and and I and I think you know I know that this is like famous last words but that took me like a couple days and I know that hot stuff you're you are reluctant to say, oh, yeah, you should just totally do that and then have it a thing where, oh, we're eventually going to do all of the classes like this and then have, like, five years from now, yeah. there's still, you know... Accordion Thieves still have their old skill Well, set. yeah, but, I mean, that's... The, it, again, they will have their old skill set, but just not all of the new stuff, right? Um, I don't... I'm not actually too worried about that, but I'm also like, oh god, why like should I spend the time on that? I I am guessing that it would take me 3 or 4 hours to implement the the seal clubber, the new seal clubber skills as as uh proposed so that we could play with them on dev. And I think it's probably worth doing that, even if we don't end up rolling it out, right? Like, if this is a, like, uh, no, we've looked at what this is going to do to the game, and it's a bad idea. I'm sure we could have hung around testing the zombie skills for another week at least, so. Yeah. Yeah, you you were on the ball, but everybody, we didn't, we, we sort of let you down in terms of giving people <laughs> enough time to, to play with it much. But, eh, you know, I think it worked out okay. Yep. Um, but yes, uh, Wade McBob, that is a thing that I have considered. Um, I wish that I had any idea about how I want Sneaky Pete to play, hmm. uh, but I just don't. He should only be able to get skills by stealing them. From Ooh. Blue Mage. Okay. All right. Uh, number two, have you guys ever considered making an unpullable designation? I feel like making some items that people have identified as overpowered, such as blank out or pixel orbs, could leave you guys free to play around in the aftercore or casual or post-ronin design space without worrying about powerful items seeping into softcore and perhaps messing with the integrity of the game mode. Mm-hmm. I know it'd be a situation where people would probably kick and scream, but ultimately I think the reliance on blank out for leaderboard quality runs discourages people from getting as involved with softcore and encourages people to stick to hardcore. Thanks. We, we do often come back to disambiguating quest items into actual quest items and things that are just unpullable. Do we? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we definitely do make some stuff quest items so that you can't have them and pull them later. Like, I think we did that with the awesome skulls or the... Which which are, which are the... Not the skulls, the brains. Yeah, was it yeah. only... We definitely... Like, hunter brains... Yeah. Oh, definitely that way. Yeah, those would probably stay actual quest items, though. Oh, boss brains. Yeah, I kind of wish we had done it with all of Where? the brains, just so we didn't have to worry about. Although you'd still, at the end, when you go back to being normal. Yeah. I mean, spoilers, but like that's how fucking <laughs> challenge paths work, right? So it's not really a spoiler. Uh, it. Oh man, if you guys liked the beginning, um, I think you're gonna like the end, but. You, yeah, you, if they were quest items, you would still have them there. So, I mean, I get, I think, like, normal people, like, if you are not a zombie slayer, <laughs> you still can eat those brains. Mm. Um. <laughs> the, con- the consumption text for the good brains are so, <laughs> so funny. 
<laughs> yeah, not having ever actually read Infinite Jest, but just sort of having having this <laughs> idea in my head of it being the sort of book that an intellectual would read. <laughs> okay, it, it, totally is. it totally is. I have I have read the first third of Gravity's Rainbow like four times. <laughs> I Ate Food writes, uh, shamelessly repeated from last week's thread and rewritten to make it sound better. Uh, I, In retrospect, I made it too long to be read on the air. I did not skip it because it was too long to be read on the air. I skipped it because it was mean and there was no point in saying it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you said a thing that you're absolutely entitled to say. You're absolutely entitled to believe it. But you said it in the only context in which it is inappropriate to say something like that like it is just it is needlessly insulting and i didn't read it because it was needlessly insulting like get i uh i i don't know the situation <laughs> yeah i mean it's just yes anyway uh Short version of another question. Can we get a way to wipe the clan pool table leaderboard so that players that came in and sat on the table and after making a score unbeatable without not playing for a few weeks, leaving the clan to never return? No, no score is unbeatable. Uh, so, says High Priestess of Tinsel, says, how about some sort of, oh, hey, I never noticed this blade before button on the Loathing Legion knife that turns it into a back item? Yes? No? Maybe so? <laughs> huh. Loathing Legion, uh... Just stab yourself in the back with it. Hang glider. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Solazar asking for note in the other accomplishments for the number of times we've killed a clan dungeon boss. Huh. Hmm. I don't think that's you actually... personally or the times we don't that you're track that. Yeah, they're talking about personal. Yeah, it's boss not stored on a per user basis, uh, and the old clan dungeon logs are not indexable like that. I also feel like that is an achievement that. It it would be like it would be like if there is an achievement in WoW for tanking, because not everybody plays as a tank, and so that would become an well, accomplishment that was unavailable to some. People. Yeah, but other other accomplishments in KOL are sort of like feats of strength in World of Warcraft, right? Like they're things that like there's not like a list true. of there's them no, that you need yeah. to fill out. There, you know, they're not are, like trophies, yeah. right? They're just like you can't you can't protest the yetis anymore or whatever well that's the bad example because that one there is a trophy for right right i'm just Uh, talking in terms of yeah you can't donate to the canon you can't donate to the canon yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh sandwich dude says hey guys here's a uh, relevant non-kol question what kind of black magic and or technology are you working with that allows hot stuff to sound like he's in the same room despite being far away in chicago (laughs) i've worked on a podcast for years and the only time we've had a long distance call sound that good was when we used a radio station to record the show uh well so we're on the phone uh, with hot stuff, yeah. With, yep. Right now, so we're using a we're using a cable that hot stuff found that plugs into my phone and splits the mic and the headphones into separate sixteenth uh, inch jacks, and the microphone is connected to the monitor out on the mixing board that we have here, so that what hot stuff is hearing on the phone is us talking into the microphones and we have a headphone splitter in the output from the phone on which riff and I are listening to hot stuff and hot stuff has a personal digital recorder on his end that he's recording his side of it with. Yep. Uh, we do a, like a one. Yeah. And I'm using a, I'm using like a, the, the exact same kind of microphone that they're yeah. using uh, to capture the audio. So, the the new the room noise will be different between the two of us, but ideally we're not getting a ton, enough of that. Yeah, and it's and, but it's consistent, right? It doesn't really matter. Like the we will always the, the the final mix will always have just the combination of our room noise and your room noise, and two. so it just sounds like different room right. noise, yeah. rather than worse room noise. Um, but yeah, like so after after we record the shows, hot stuff zips up and sends me the waves off of the his recording device, and then I pull that into the the channel on the mix that's uh when i'm when i'm editing uh that's that's left blank because hot stuff is not here and then uh put it out which is pretty much what you have to do like the and i learned this because uh uh from from watching uh, a presentation at max FunCon that adam lissagor did about how they record you look nice today i had no idea that they were all in different cities 
mm-hmm. while they were recording that show. And they they are just each in a room by themselves. But it because he spends a tremendous amount of time editing those shows, an amount of time that I am really reluctant to start spending because then I will have to spend it all the time. You know, I I I am very cognizant when I am editing these shows of the delay in between, like because there is a really noticeable delay in a telephone conversation, and it is more noticeable when I am listening very closely to these things and trying to figure out like, all right, where do I drag? Kevin to minimize that delay, right? Is there going to be a weird pause before the things that he says or a weird pause after the things that he says? And I get that most people don't or notice half it. a pause. Before yeah. And, and so after. I think I, I tend to usually shoot for half a pause before and after. Although, ah, you know, we do the one, two, three clap to begin with. And I usually just line those up and then it sounds okay. Um, huh. Looking at, which is kind of funny because there's nothing guaranteeing that the two of our claps are the same. Or are you just using? Well, no, clap? it's I'm using both, both of them, sides. right? Because I say one, two, three, clap, and you are clapping at the end of you hearing me saying one, two, three, right? So, right. That's yeah. you know that is a way to sync it up with the the way that our conversation is synced up at least. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we, you, you, the only way that you can do it is by having the person who is remote record using good quality equipment on their end. Like that is how things that have Skype guests that are good quality, you know, I mean, and, and this is like, this is a thing that CD Moyer says he doesn't understand what I'm talking about when I complain about how terrible the audio quality is on the Monday show versus the Thursday show. But to me, it it is night and day. Hmm. And like the overthinking a podcast, they just use Skype and they don't record. They don't record each channel individually. And I think that it just doesn't sound nearly as good. Like they all sound dramatically different because they're all dependent on the pipe in between them and the Skype conversation. Yeah, you know, and they'll they'll drop off sometimes, and they'll somebody will get into that like weird robot in a well mode or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. It plus the way the way that Scully's set up is he's playing me out of a speaker into a microphone, and so it makes his Whoa. it makes yeah. his typing just deafening to me. I mean, I've 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 seen a handful of other people complain about it, but it like because he just has a microphone pointed at space on his desk so that he can hear me coming out of the laptop from Skype. Uh, that just everything in the room is amplified. Like, and the room noise, the room noise is five or ten times as loud on the Monday show relative to our voices. He's still broadcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like he's, yeah, and he's, he's he is storing, he is storing a, like 128 or maybe, no, I don't remember. I don't remember what the bit rate is, but he's just storing a, a, an encoded MP3 across there. So you get, Theoretically, you get some kind of transcoding artifacts, too, if you take something that is an MP3 and you make it an MP3 again. Hmm. Uh, that is a thing that Damien said is very important to avoid. But I think it might be very important to avoid for, like, professional-grade music. Yeah. Uh, whereas with vocals, it's not a big deal. Hmm. The Business Hippie says Psycho Person is holding a briefcase but doesn't drop one. Where does he keep his bag of catnip? Also, as Zombie Masters, do we walk li- slightly faster than regular zombies? Yeah, you're, like, somewhere in between, like, a normal, like a Romero yeah. zombie and a 28 Days Later zombie. Hmm. You can get that skill that makes you faster. Extantic says, hey guys, with the new challenge path out, looks awesome, by the way. What are the medium to long-term plans now? Level 9 revamp? C content? Quick, small, ugh, clan dungeon? I guess nothing uh, is going to happen until after KOLCon anyway, right? No, I wouldn't assume that. I have a couple of weeks to work uh, between now and DragonCon. Some of it's going to be, uh, some oh, of it's going to be on yeah. word. Yeah, it really is. And then we don't actually have that much to do leading up to KOLCon. I say that, and maybe I'm talking out of school, and hot stuff has a ton of stuff to do. But with with no, <laughs> I mean, I just I spent half of the day today working on a logistics yeah. for it. But, but I mean, yeah. with 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 I, no I think, with I think no LARP, mostly done with that. It so. just removes mm. hundreds of man hours from our from our obligations yeah. for for KOLCon, and it sucks. Yeah. You know, like I like I wish it wasn't so awesome. <laughs> right, but because it like the reason that it is awesome is because we put so much work into it, and I just I just don't have the energy this year. Uh, too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting old. Also, man. nice job on keeping the game updated. It's always awesome to come back from a hiatus two years to find a ton of content to explore and maximize. Well, cool. Wow, you got a lot of new stuff to do. Yeah, because two years is like all the challenge paths. So that is cool. 
Yeah. Snuffstyle420 says, have you guys ever heard of Awesome Games Done Quick? Slash, are you guys planning on watching any of it in January? I don't know what that is, but I'm going to look up it. <laughs> uh... The amazing Mr. Toothpaste says, "I like the small. Uh, I like the smell of updates for shopkeepers. I like the small <laughs> update for shopkeepers, but now I hunger for more. What about an option to play dress up with our shopkeeper? Like actually dress him up in one of our outfits, and he gains that avatar. You can, as long as you purchase a custom avatar for him and say, I want the pirate avatar. <laughs> oh right, um, the, because you, the sh- your that's, shopkeeper that's can have point. any of your custom avatars. I had forgotten about that until until I looked at that code today." Huh. Uh, Riley37 says, how about an update or trivial update about the old man? Newbie Channel was baffled when somebody in Bora suddenly became unable to enter the sea. Yeah, I did not think when I did that 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 was going to stop people from... You know, it probably doesn't. If they already had access to the sea, as long as they don't ever try to load oldman.php, they could probably go Hmm. to the other container documents for the sea. Glebe says, seven years ago, an internet friend I met on MySpace linked me to this game she started playing. I found some funny jokes and got introduced some, some great, got introduced to some great music and made friends in the chat. Since then, I graduated high school and college. I've ascended about 200 times, found an infinite meat bug, did a one-day run, lived in four different states, suggested countless things to Radio Bugbear, and had sex with as many high school girls as possible. Okay, not so much that last one. Thank you, Asymmetric, for providing me with countless hours of entertainment and worlds of knowledge. Plus, your podcasts are great to listen to while working on my own game. Lasermike.tumblr.com. Uh... L-A-Z-E-R, Mike. Laser Mike looks pretty cool. I can't wait to play it. And thanks, Glebes. You're a cool dude. Rock. Hope you're still recording, says Wack. It's been said a bunch of times already in this thread, but more stupid crap about the new path. Subjectively, from a gameplay standard, I don't like how slow it is. Objectively, from the viewpoint of the side of me that isn't a dick-stabbing asshole, uh, this path is amazing, and I love the attention to detail. Even the moon sign areas are zombified, even if some of the images are still there. Degrassi, no, no, Playing the new path and a totally just uh, rested in my campsite several times, says Light Wolf. Uh, I see the skill tree is back. I'm almost hoping we won't ever be able to get all the skills in run, but can you tell us now if there's going to be a similar point accumulation like Boris, and if so, if the hardcore-softcore ratio is greater than 2 to 1, because hardcore looks like it's going to be a lot slower. Great writing, by the way. Uh, as far as I know, it is, the way that it is now is the exact same as Boris. Um, I'm not necessarily averse to making some slight changes yeah, to I mean, that. I could certainly depending see us on how, making it I mean, three to one. If these honestly are like or or three to two or yeah. something something like that, right? Like it, it honestly depends on what That would be even worse than considering two to one. No, no, three to two like two points for a softcore run, three points for a hardcore run. Is what I'm saying. Which would be even worse than two to one. Oh get you're saying two. just just increase you it. You get two for a softcore. So it, yes, it is a worse ratio between hardcore and softcore, but it is way faster progress yeah. It sounds like the softcore ones are going pretty quick. Are they? Yeah. Well then never mind. I mean I think what you mean is five five two, though, uh, right? Like because four two would be the yeah, same. Yeah, but I don't like that. I meant three two. And I know that's that's just I that, know uh, that, that that just punishes I feel like that just punishes hardcore even more. <laughs> I hate <laughs> them. I don't like okay. it. They're jerks. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's time to say goodbye uh, to those right jerks. Uh, and jerks. Uh, huh? I thought that Clackling sent me a message, and I thought that it was uh, something uh, in response to something we said on the radio. But then I remembered we're not on the radio. Oh, uh, we're just recording in a room. Uh, I don't know what he's congratulating me for, but th- thanks. I guess <laughs> uh, he's congratulating me on my huh. uh, irrigation finally working. Um, Okay, well, uh, that's enough Kingdom of Loathing show. Uh, and uh, stay tuned for Video Games Hot Dog if you're listening live. Otherwise, uh, download and listen to Video Games Hot Dog. And, uh, you know, say, listen say to hi it to dead. us. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>